Brought to you by RunToGold.com, the premier source for monetary science applied to geopolitical, international, and economic financial news and events. Okay, welcome back to the 46th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast. Uh, the topic here is just going to be a little bit random. I will be talking mainly about branding and how Web 2.0 has an effect determining shareholder value and and the intrinsic value of corporations. You see, Google Voice is like the coolest thing because it lets you treat your your phone communications a lot like email. So you can set up filters and labels and all of these things that let you really save time and, and really simplify your life. Well, what is Apple and AT&T doing? Well, they're blocking Google Voice uh, application from the App Store. So they're intentionally degrading the user experience on the iPhone. They're intentionally making it more difficult uh, for people to use this device. Are they within their uh, legal rights to do so? Uh, perhaps. The FCC is probing it, looking into it. Uh, but yeah, sure, it's their, uh, it's their phone and their network and, and whatnot, although I don't think they're necessarily within their moral rights because uh, AT&T has such a strong lobby and the government, you know, who, who are they to have any of these rights to uh, determine who gets to use what frequencies or channels, but uh, that's a whole different issue. But the issue here that I, that I find is that individuals, consumers, we don't care about uh, the company. We don't care about AT&T. We don't care about Apple. We care about us. We care about whether... Uh, the iPhone helps us. We care about whether it saves us time and saves us effort and saves us money. And so the iPhone is a luxury good. 80 bucks a month for the cheapest plan. And you've got unlimited data plan with it. Except you can't tether your laptop to it. So you can't connect to the internet through your iPhone uh, when you're traveling, for instance. Why is that? Because AT&T is trying to force the most amount of uh, traffic into the smallest bandwidth possible to maximize their profits. That's why you get the dropped calls. That's why you get the static on the line, because they don't want to spend the money that you're paying for a luxury product to deliver a luxury product. What is your time worth to them? If a dropped call happens and it costs you a minute or 10 minutes or it keeps you from closing a deal or whatever, how's that hurt AT&T? It doesn't. It doesn't show up on their income statement. It doesn't show up on their balance sheet. So they don't value your time as a customer. Now see, I don't take anybody's time or attention for granted, particularly with my website. Man, it's an incredibly competitive niche that I'm in. Uh, providing financial commentary and and whatnot, and you see, I do it out of uh, I do it mainly for fun as a hobby. Uh, gosh, it sure be difficult uh, trying to make a full time living doing it, uh, like the Wall Street Journal, for example, or the New York Times. What's black and white and red all over <laughs> the New York Times' income statement? <laughs> but uh, you know, there's news and financial commentary, it's a very competitive niche. And so I have to compete first uh, for your attention, whether it's readership or listenership. 
And second, uh, I'm not able to really charge money in the sense like what will the market demand? Uh, not very much for financial commentary. Of course, you get what you pay for most of the time. And uh, but the competitiveness of this niche is requiring higher and higher quality content to be uh, produced and provided at a lower and lower cost. You know, I, I actually derive a lot of satisfaction from uh, getting in the middle of the fight and stirring up a little controversy. And so, you know, I, I derive a lot of my utility from that. And so that's a, one of the reasons I produce a lot of, uh, a lot of the content. And a prime example is this article I wrote about AT&T. Uh, because, you know, I, I didn't initially want it to be quite as inflammatory as as it was, but uh, Seeking Help had changed the title on it to AT&T, the Apple brand destroyer. And, you know, then I go look at Seeking Out, I would go look at Yahoo Finance and put in AT&T's ticker and boom, there it is, right on their page under the financial blogs. So it's... it's uh, it's a prime example of how AT&T and Apple pissed off one of their customers, one of their loyal, lucrative customers, one of their customers with the disposable income in this uh, type of environment that's able to afford their product, how they've pissed one of them off because they don't value the time and the attention of their customers. And now uh, that customer's uh, caught an idea virus that AT&T and Apple are bad and that AT&T and Apple are out to screw the customer and he's sneezing that idea virus all over the place infecting other people with that idea that AT&T and Apple are out to screw the customer out to just uh, continually degrade your user experience even when there are alternatives available that could make your life easier and provide you with more time uh, because you're able to filter your calls the way you want to. And so they're intentionally causing you damage. They're intentionally causing you to use more time than you otherwise normally would have to use. Why? To protect their little fiefdom. Now, in the Web 2.0 world, uh, we're not just consumers anymore. We've got soapboxes. And we can, ex you know, we can complain. And then we can sneeze and complain to our buddies. And it's really interesting. I just got off the phone with uh, one of my listener, one of my readers and listeners, one of my friends, uh, runs a quite a big hedge fund out of New York. I couldn't get him to shut up about uh, how pissed he was at AT&T. It was great. Uh, so now, you know, you've got two fairly wealthy people whose time and attention is worth a lot of money, who have the disposable income to afford... Uh, to buy an iPhone, and now they're getting mad. He said he couldn't even make cell phone calls from his car because the calls would be dropped within 30 seconds. How much is his time worth? You know, mine's worth four digits an hour. They screw up and, and cause me to lose a minute or two. You know, that that's, you know, I lose 10 minutes. That's more than my cell phone bill is every month. So, you know, I have expenses for products and those expenses are either measured in terms of dollars or measured in terms of time. And for me, my time's a lot more valuable. The bottom line is that in the Web 2.0 world, you can't just screw the customer and then buy the advertising from the, the newspaper. 
to silence the dissent, to silence the complaints. Write a post like that, have it go out to tens of thousands of people, and sneeze all over the place, causing an idea virus to spread that is tremendously damaging to your brand. So the moral of the story is, is if you want to survive this depression with your business or whatever, you know, be the best at what you do and try to add value to your customers in any way that you can. Because your customers' time and attention uh, are just as valuable, if not more valuable to them, than their money. And so you're going to need to be able to uh, compete. So if you've got a product, not only costs a lot of dollars, but also costs a lot of time, like an opera, for example, or a play that's three hours, you know, that's hard for a consumer to justify spending the money for. But if, on the other hand, you've got a product uh, that saves your customer time, an associated cost with it, well, your, your customer can justify uh, spending more money uh, for a product if it's going to save them more time because uh, time is money. So, you know, during this depression, you need to focus on ways to not only save your customer time, uh, save them money, but also save them time. And AT&T is doing the exact opposite of that. And so Apple's margins, which are, you know, $4.8 billion of earnings for $30 billion of sales relative to Dell's $2.5 billion of earnings for $60 billion in sales, uh, that increased profitability largely comes from their ability to tap this lucrative market. You know, people like myself and uh, this hedge fund uh, manager. So, you know, you start screwing with them, you know, they're, they're not going to be happy. They're going to be mad. And then they're going to start sneezing to all their friends and sneezing to everybody and spreading this virus that you're a company that's just out to screw the customer. And business isn't about screwing the customer. Uh, business is about adding value to the customer. Because if you add value to the customer, then you're going to stay in business a long time. And you're going to develop a good brand. And people are going to email uh, your posts and your articles to other people, or they're gonna they're gonna talk to their friends about uh, this great podcast they heard, or uh, this great restaurant that they ate at, or whatever it is. So there you go. There's the end of my rant. This has been the 46th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast, and uh, be sure to uh, spread this idea virus that AT and T and Apple are just out to screw the customer. You've been listening to the RunToGold.com podcast, the premier source for applied monetary science on the web.